Hi everyone, this is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a super strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. Really enthused today to have Dr. Candace Smith on the show. Dr. Candace Smith is the Chief Nursing Officer with Manatee Memorial Hospital. Furthermore, she is also an adjunct professor at, for State College of Florida, Manatee at Sarasota, as well as adjunct clinical practice dean for USF College of Nursing, Go Bulls. And absolutely enthused to have her on the show, but I don't want to steal her thunder. Dr. Smith, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Anthony. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And uh, great to have you on. And uh, what's most important, you know, is always and what's most interesting are origin stories. You know, the series of events, you know, your background, where you started off. Tell us, take us back a little bit. Tell us a, 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 a little bit about your origin story and the series of events that have led you to where you're at today. Sure. Well, it's a long story, so we don't want to, I'm a little old, uh, but I can tell you that uh, I've been in healthcare for over 40 years and I've been a nurse 32 years, but I started in Buffalo, New York, and that's where I graduated with my bachelor's degree in nursing, and I then uh, decided to have a master's degree in public administration. I thought I'd be a city manager someday. Don't ask me why. And then I decided that I wanted to continue my education and go forward with a doctorate in education with the focus on organizational leadership and behavior. So it's been a wonderful journey. I've worked in uh, every area. I worked my way up. I was a nursing assistant and uh, worked in the kitchen, uh, worked in all facets of the healthcare arena and have truly enjoyed my time. And I continue to believe that there's still more for us to do in our uh, medicine and in nursing. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I really appreciate that. Really appreciate what you're doing. And obviously you have a interesting scope uh, and uh, feels like you're, you know, you're really, uh, you know, working on some interesting things uh, along those lines, I guess. Tell us a little bit about one or two things that you're working on or, or maybe some topics in healthcare uh, that really fascinate you today. Something that really has your passion and, and love to understand kind of the what and the how, but you know, why you're passionate about about that topic? I think what continues to keep me passionate about healthcare is the ability to continue to evolve. Healthcare is a profession where we continue to look at new evidence, new research that helps us really drive that quality of patient experience and really bring staff in a much different way to the table and create a healthcare team that's really focused around patient-centered efforts. So those things still make me passionate. I think seeing uh, new staff come into the healthcare arena is very exciting. When you bring our millennials together with our veteran nurses and staff, it just creates a fantastic dynamic and truly a harmony for healthcare. So those are the things that still excite me. I also believe that looking at population health in a community and studying where we have opportunities to improve and provide different, better services for our communities is very important as well. I love it. I love it. And, you know, along those lines, uh, you hit something that we haven't really talked about or gone deep too much in, right? Is, you know, um, uh, Xennials, Millennials, Generation Z, you know, however you want to call it, the next generation of healthcare providers and healers and doctors, nurses, et cetera. You know, it's an interesting dynamic. It's a different world in the, the things that motivate this generation 
that, uh, you know, they learn a little bit differently. Um, can you tell us a little bit about maybe one or two things that really work um, when trying to, you know, teach this next generation of healthcare professionals? Love to, you know, for you to share your experience on what's, what's working and maybe some advice for some of our listeners that are trying to, you know, groom this next generation. Sure. I just actually met with a, uh, a large group of nursing students that are graduating in May, and they are millennials. And But what I can tell you and what the research will tell you is that our millennials need to be connected to purpose, mm-hmm. and we, which I think is fabulous because we have to continue to believe that there's purpose in what we do every day as a caregiver. Mm-hmm. And what I, I find really just uh, very exciting is listening to millennials say that out loud. I want to I want to make a difference, Candace, in in the hospital. I want to make a difference in people's lives. Well, that's the that is really the golden opportunity and ticket for us as our seasoned leaders to say how do we continue to do that? We can't just continue to say this is how it's going to be. It's how do we engage, embrace our millennial workforce, and ask them to help us begin to redefine those healthcare. Um, elements that really make a difference and connect us back to purpose of what we're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's recharging too, right? Cause as you speak with the generation, right, that is really focused on purpose and aligning, you know, their impact to what they're doing. It's, it feels like it's feel it's refreshing to me. I know like when I'm hiring talent for my company, it's like, you know, when I, when I have a millennial that's coming to me with, with purpose, it, it just aligns me and, and charges me up and fires me up even more. So uh, it's, it's a good tuning fork. Right. And uh, along the lines of what you were mentioning earlier too, about, evidence and quality and patient-centered efforts. Can you tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, how, you know, evidence, quality, all this new like data that you're getting is informing, um, you know, better processes to, to have better patient centricity. So love for you to elaborate a little bit more on what you're seeing on, on, on the evidence and quality side. Yeah, I, I would say that with this new um, infusion of artificial intelligence, AI, and really starting to look at clinical data from a different lens, being able to look at populations, look at how, look at the disease processes, and then again, begin to align the evidence in terms of the practice of care at mm-hmm. the bedside, uh, in the communities, in the offices, in any setting you have to help redefine what it is that we need to be doing differently. So I think the data will always be what we like to use to say, what is it we want to improve upon? And if it means something with sepsis or stroke care or, you know, anybody that's coming in for any type of a differential diagnosis, we need to be much more skilled in looking at what the evidence, what the evidence is around that. So I think that it's, it's really taking the time to start using data in a different way is going to really what will help drive that change in medicine and quality of care for our communities and our patients. I love it. I love it. And I can imagine, you know, these like digital innovations, these evidence and quality based innovations that are coming out, you know, obviously you have two interesting spectrums, right? You're, you're, you're running operational processes as the chief nursing officer for Manatee Memorial, but you're also, you know, teaching and, you know, uh, designing, uh, architecting, uh, and championing, um, you know, curriculums for our next generation of healthcare providers. How, how are you? How are you seeing the landscape change a little bit? Because obviously, you just can't get 
you know, a, a, a future nurses and doctors in a room and just teach them on a chalkboard anymore. There's so many more dynamic methods to teach and uh, more, more ways to get people hands on. What are some innovations that you're seeing in there from a, um, from a, um, from a teaching perspective that are really making a difference and impact, um, you know, especially at USF, but you know, I'd love to hear a little bit more. You guys have a very innovative uh, facility there. It's growing. Um, there's lots of great stuff going on in Tampa right now, you know, or Tampa Bay area. Just love to hear a little bit more about the innovations there from a teaching perspective. I think where you're seeing um, your teaching methodologies change and evolve is really truly around a few things. One is the online curriculum. Mm-hmm. So how do you, online learning more exciting, more engaging, uh, more dynamic, if you will. And I think the second answer to that, Anthony, is really uh, using the Harvard methodology, which is the case studies, and continuing to drive that case study method into your uh, into your learning. Mm-hmm. I have the honor of writing a book right now, a uh, textbook for postgraduate students in healthcare with a professor at USF. Uh, and someone else in the local area, a lean, uh, imp- leave and improve- improvement expert. And we're writing our textbook design, particularly around, you know, case studies and mm-hmm. taking case studies and really, you know, mixing it up, you know, understanding the people, the process, the technology, and then overall, how do you really take your knowledge and learn from a case study perspective? And that's where I'm seeing us change that dynamic in healthcare. And I think organizations, top organizations, and ours is doing this as well, is using case studies to help really redefine your quality and your practice of healthcare. I love it. I love it. This is great. Yeah. And, you know, if the textbook's ready or when it's ready, you know, l- let us know the link and we'll link to it in the show notes here. So that's really exciting sure. to hear, uh, you know, and the collaboration from the different uh, disciplines and perspectives that you just mentioned. Um, chief nursing officer, there's a lot of our, our listeners that aspire to be, you know, growing their career in the nursing, the field of nursing. Um, what does a, uh, if I'm like a fourth grader and I'm interested in becoming a nurse, what, what does a chief nursing officer do? Maybe I aspire to be one, but I want a little bit more clarity on, you know, what, what's a day in the life of a chief nursing officer? What are the metrics that you're focused on? Like, what does success look like for a chief nursing officer? Uh, so I'd love to understand that a little bit more. That's something we haven't really talked about too much on his show. Sure. I I would say success for a chief nursing officer is someone that has a tremendous focus on people. Mm. And you really haven't focused on the people in your organization or in your community. You can't focus on the patient. So Mm. it's having those skill sets that really center around listening, understanding dynamics, understanding behavior in in an organization, understanding how people work together as a team. There isn't any one discipline that's more important than the other in a healthcare setting. It doesn't matter if you're a transporter, if you're a nurse, if you're a physical therapist, a respiratory therapist, you all have the same influence and ability to really create that dynamic experience for the patient as well as your your staff. Mm. So I would say being someone that really understands culture, understands how to really um, make a culture that's very, uh, you know, harmony oriented, that culture of oneness versus that we versus they, you've got to be someone that has that ability to think well beyond what you're doing and think about the people that you're working with to achieve those outcomes. So very goal oriented, very strategic in Mm. terms of how your community, 
how you look at that population health in a community, what are the needs of the community so that the hospital and other entities within the community can provide those needs. Um, being very sensitive to that and very knowledgeable uh, on that landscape is very important. So again, we, we mix with everybody. I oversee pharmacy, respiratory therapy, mm-hmm. uh, physician relations. I, it's not just nursing. It's really understanding the entire landscape. And the chief nursing officer really is running the operations of the hospital. Right. They really are. They're really making sure everything works so that the safety of not only the patient, but the staff is taken into consideration every day. I love it. I love it. And, and so... Uh, Dr. Smith, so from a operational standpoint, you know, like what are like three, you know, everyone's got a scoreboard, right? Or like their scorecard, they keep track of like, if, if you're in, in, a healthcare professional that's aspiring to really get deeper on the operational side, what are like, you know, three metrics that are really important? We've had, we've uncovered a lot of, you know, different metrics on the show. Like there's Prescani, there's readmits, uh, readmit rates. There's, you know, now bundled payments and fee for value related metrics. There's employee engagement surveys, right? To speak of, your, you know, you know, culture and, and, and creating a sense of oneness. And, you know, there's ways of like employee engagement surveys uh, in, in the hospital setting that are being done, uh, press gainy, et cetera. But what are like three like score, like metrics that you think are really important to measure? Because obviously sometimes on the culture side, there's, it's hard to measure like culture improvement and, and, and satisfaction. But what are three like scores that you really think are important for, you know, yourself or, and, or the next generation of healthcare, uh, you know, professionals that are focused on operations? Well, I think number one is going to be staff engagement. And there's mm-hmm. many tools that are used to drill down and get at where you're at on a raw number, you know, one to five, where are we at overall? So you want to begin to measure that, that healthy work environment. Mm-hmm. How does that work? play into staff engagement, staff loyalty, and staff retention. We have to remember that in 2019, your turnover is a big issue, right? Mm-hmm. Organizations still thinking like it was 1970 where people stayed in their organization for 30 years, mm-hmm. right? right? That has really changed, right? People don't stay mm-hmm. 30 years anymore. They're looking to either grow internally or externally in the organization or possibly even try different organizations. However, turnover still happens to be a very big metric that you'd want to look at and turnover in all aspects of the healthcare team, right? So Mm. if it's your registration staff, if it's your transport staff, if it's your nursing staff, it doesn't matter turnover. I would say you have to also measure your physician satisfaction, your physician engagement. Because your physicians still are at the heart of healthcare. And right. your physicians, you still want them to be the leaders and the drivers of healthcare. And I have been blessed and honored and privileged to work with such tremendous physicians, physicians that care, they're engaged. When you have that type of an environment, it makes everything come together much easier. Um, mm-hmm. And then again, of course, all your traditional metrics. You're going to always look at zero patient harm, which is you know, no hospital inquired infections. Um, but I think one of your biggest indicators of success is looking at your mortality rate, right? Your observed over expected mortality. And that has to be really fundamental and foundational in what you look at first and foremost. How are people being cared for? How are people really getting through your healthcare system efficiently, effectively, and safely? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and this is good. I appreciate the perspective. And that, that is really a good 
great narrative of the of a scorecard that you know you're you're working so hard in so many different areas when you're in operations when you're over overseeing the nursing functions that span these functions right and uh it's it, it really appreciate you laying out that perspective uh, along those lines or to taking it a step further you know great foundational elements that you're you're speaking about here ones that you're leading and championing um, tell us a little bit about the future. Tell us about the future of healthcare, the way you see it, some things that are happening in healthcare that you know in your heart are going to come to fruition. So we would just love to hear a little bit more about what excites you about the future of healthcare, what you'd like to see happen. Well, I think what excites me is that you're seeing, you know, healthcare is definitely on the forefront, you know, of everything you're looking at, right? It's wellness, it's prevention, it's getting people focused around their wellness, getting people moving, getting people away from the, you know, we want them to be healthier, right? So you really want healthier communities, therefore you've got a different type of patient coming to your hospital. So I think wellness and prevention are very important. I think, again, I'll go back to population health studying population health because every community is going to have something a little different, yet you're going to have regions that are similar. So starting to think beyond your community and spreading that to the regional approach. You know, one area that I've done a lot of work in is opioid alternatives mm. and how to really make sure that we're looking at pain management and truly addiction prevention, you mm -hmm. know, because that's something that really, uh, I think many organizations struggle within their communities on how to really get at uh, prevention around addiction and supporting communities with that. And that's an area that I've been working on and have done, we've done really some great work in our community on that. So again, what excites me is I think bringing the younger people in, getting our people that have been here for a long time to see there's a different lens, there's a different way to do things, and continuing to embrace a really positive interdisciplinary culture where everybody works together as a team with caring for the right goals and the right outcomes. Wow. Dr. Smith, I really appreciate this. And just in what you're mentioning here, I think it could pave the way for a couple of other, you know, follow-up episodes that we can do and probably go deeper down. You know, it, you know, when you're mentioning also about the opioid crisis as well, and what, you know, definitely know you're doing some great things in the community over there. Um, you know, everyone talks about the opioid crisis, but what I always love to hear is like future focus or positive focus statements, right? On like, you know, here's the crisis, but here's the good things that we can do and here's what we are doing, right? And, and I don't think you hear enough of that, which is why, you know, even just on that topic alone, it'd be great to maybe just have you back just to talk about that and unpack that a lot more. Um, Dr. Smith, you, you've mentioned a lot of great, um, you know, thoughts and visions for the future. This is, you know, super powerful. Know you're super busy, so I appreciate you being on the show and thank you for making time. Um, Dr. Smith, what would be a great way for our listeners to get in contact with you if they'd like to engage with you? Um, we can send out, certainly, Anthony, my email, and I'd be glad to uh, have them engage in any type of a, an email. I'm on LinkedIn, so certainly any way like that would be helpful. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So we'll link to those in the show notes. And then as, uh, you know, publications, blog posts, obviously, um, you know, the textbook that you're working on, uh, if those things are out or as they come to fruition, just let us know. We'll update the show notes. Uh, this was great to have you on the show. Uh, to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a super strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. Uh, Dr. Smith, thank you again for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Anthony. Have a great afternoon. You too. You too. Thank okay. you so much. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks.